0: A counselor, a coach, and a spiritual director walk into a bar. What comes next is either the greatest punchline of all time or a conversational cocktail that could change your marriage forever. Jake, Liz, and John are tackling marriage struggles from three different angles. Only you know which one will help you the most. So grab your favorite beverage, listen in, and decide who you're going to call.
1: All right. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of our podcast, Who You Gonna Call?, where we are going to talk as a coach, a Spiritual director and a counselor, and kind of cover marriage and family topics and give you an idea of who you might want to call on if you've been kind of struggling in your life in some way and thinking, I want to talk to somebody. This is a podcast where you're going to hear the three of us sit down and talk from the perspective of our different professions and give you an idea of maybe who you want to reach out to. So, because this is our first episode, uh, we're just going to kind of get to know each other. We're just going to talk and introduce each other and, um, you know, talk a little bit about our backgrounds in our profession and our philosophies and some of the things that we, you know, why we love what we do. And we're also going to cover um, how we distinguish our professions because the, the boundaries can get a little gray. Uh, so to begin with, I'm Elizabeth Signs. I am a Catholic life coach for women, and I am in South Texas, and I am joined by my partners in crime who, uh, go guys, go, who wants to introduce themselves.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm Jacob Konkalex. I'm a mental health counselor. Um, I work in the Steubenville, Ohio area. Um, I work pretty much with anything and anything that comes to the doors. I have specific training uh, with working with married and engaged couples. Um, And I'm really excited to be on this show and talking about life and who we are as counselors, Mm -hmm. coaches, and spirit directors. So, yeah, exciting.
0: I am technologically challenged, and my name is John Malloy. <laughs> I thought I unmuted myself. Apparently not. This is great. <laughs> so what I was saying in my deep, dark secrets was, no, I'm, I'm a certified spiritual director, um, and I'm also a catechetical leader. Mm. And uh, what else are we talking about right now? Just general where introduction? Where are you from? I'm originally yeah. from Steubenville, Ohio, where Jake is. But I live in Central Florida, just north of Disney World, uh, in Sanford, and uh, married five kids, and uh, I have been married for 15 years. And I said I have five Yay. kids, right?
1: You did, you did. Okay, Congratulations, 15 years. That just passed. You that just got, did you just, just celebrated.
0: Passed, yes, a week ago,
1: hmm. two weeks ago. I don't know, something like that. Congratulations. I should remember that as I your should remember of honor, that,
2: but I should <laughs> remember that as the husband. <laughs> I guess that's that's another thing. Um, I've been married five years, um, have one two year old, and then another one due in November. So I guess I can say I'm the beginning end of those 15 years.
1: Now I'm in the middle. I'll be married 10 years tomorrow. Uh, so that's, that's my anniversary. So we're all five years apart. It's kind of fun. And actually, uh, just for the sake of, uh, clarification, Jake is married to my baby sister, Margaret. So
2: <laughs> keep in the family. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. So let's dive in. Oh, and I didn't say how many kids I have. I have four kids. I have four kids. So I'm in the, in between you two. Um just like every yeah, I'm in between you in all the ways. I'll look at that. Uh,
0: <laughs> we just need a Goldilocks now.
1: <laughs> Liz Sandwich. Uh, so uh so let's do some backgrounds. Um who wants to go first on I guess I can go first um, since I'm already talking. Um so coaching. I started coaching uh, a few years ago, um, just to give you a kind of an idea of where I discovered it in 2020 which was not a memorable year at all for anybody, Uh, I discovered coaching because my husband and I decided to move across the country um, from Pennsylvania to Texas to be near his family. And we left my family behind in Pennsylvania. And it was incredibly difficult for me. And uh, it was my idea, but I was emotionally traumatized by it. And I actually had a spiritual director at the time. And I actually got in touch with a counselor because I was just so devastated that I couldn't couldn't function, but neither of those was quite what I needed. And then one of my favorite podcasters, uh, Sterling Jake with became a life coach and she changed her podcast to the made for greatness podcast for Catholic moms. And she was a mindset coach for moms. And I started listening and I was totally hooked and she just got me out of my funk in a way nobody else could because she was the only person to tell me that I wasn't a victim to my circumstances, that my thoughts were creating the emotions that were driving my actions. And I didn't have to live like that. And so so kind of she she got me out of my own head and it led me down this little bunny trail to Leah Darrow and going through the Art of Being a Woman Masterclass being led by her and her coaching and then in a meeting with Leah being led to Metanoia Catholic where Matt and Aaron Engel trained me to be a certified coach because I was like man like this is magic and I need to teach all the people <laughs> about this so that's that's sort of my coaching journey um, so how about you John how do you get to be a spiritual director.
0: Is it on now? Okay. <laughs> um, so being uh, in the catechetical field, very often I had heard in conferences, in workshops, you know, every catechist, every catechetical leader, everyone in the church needs to have a spiritual director. And mm-hmm. the common response was, where do I find them? Uh, and I remember being in this national conference, and again, the priest got up and he said, every single one of you, and this is a, a room of about 400, 500 people, says, every one of you needs to have a spiritual director. And inside of me was just like yelling, where do I find them? <laughs> but I'm one to, instead of just like yelling about it, I go, okay, if this is a problem, I need to help fix the problem. So I decided to look around and see, well, what are the spiritual direction programs out there? And like God just landed in my in my lap in some sense,
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: the the Cynical, uh, Cynical of Divine Providence over in Clearwater. Um, so I felt really good peace about applying, going through the process, uh, I was on a two-year wait list. And then, um, after three years of, of the, the annual, uh, two-week courses and practicum and everything, uh, I'm certified and, and now am blessed to be walking with some, some people in their spiritual journey. And something I just That's love cool. about it is getting a front row seat, uh, as God is doing something in someone's life. Um, hearing them struggle with it, hearing them, um, like just rejoice in what God's doing and just being like, ah, God, you're so good in this person's life Uh, and like being able to point out and here's what God is doing right now, or just, you know, like clearing away some of the fog sometimes that can come from just the spiritual life. Uh, So that's, that's my spiritual direction aspect.
2: I think, um, you know, there are some distinctions too when you talk about licensing um, and certifications You know, and also kind of the distinctions of those, um, and then like liability. Um, what rules do we follow? Um, where do we get our ethical guidelines from? Um, so just kind of hearing just kind of a different variety of how you guys been formed. Um, just need to see kind of the uh, the the primary emphasis is the mission and calling that you guys both answer to under that the the ministry on the the business, you know. Um, I guess for me, you know, my start kind of <laughs> started in seminary, maybe in high school. I was telling uh, Margaret the other day that um, reflecting that I was on a youth group retreat in, um, in high school, and one of the experiences I had was me sitting with someone in my group. Um, listening to them as they shared their heart with me as they you know cried um, so immediately my thought was oh you know who gets to be able to sit there with someone in the suffering and I'm like oh a priest would and so um, after high school I went into seminary to discern uh, the priesthood for about a year and a half uh, felt God calling me out um, to discern the opposite right to discern marriage <laughs> so where do you go as an expert
1: we're so glad to have oh, you yeah.
2: Jake very exciting <laughs> Um, but where do you go as an ex-Seminarian? Well, you go to Franciscan. Um, so I <laughs> transferred in 2015 at Franciscan University. Um, and I studied theology and catechetics. Um, I did some couple years as a youth minister while I was there, thinking I would become a youth minister or a teacher. Um, but it wasn't until I um, took a intro to counseling class in senior year, I was like, let's try it out, where I fell in love with counseling. Um, that's kind of what was drawing on my heart. At that time, many people were like, oh, yeah, you would make a good counselor. Uh, especially when a lot of my friends who were in relationships, I'm like, hey, tell me about your relationship. Um, so it was always a fun time. So I went for my master's again at Franciscan University, um, uh, graduated in 2020. Um, I am... In the process of getting my full licensure, different states have different regulations. In Ohio, you get a two-tier system where the first tier is a licensed professional counselor. Uh, but when I get my full licensure, uh, my full license, I will be a licensed clinical counselor. Uh, so a L uh, licensed professional clinical counselor, so LPCC. <laughs> it's mouthful. It is. a oh, and then and then you have some other it is a things behind it. So I do get letters behind my name, which is kind of cool, but, um,
1: so fancy,
2: but yeah, so I've been, <laughs> you know, working in private practice, um, ever since I graduated. Um, and since I worked in Steubenville, I work with the Catholic young community and that's been just one of the incredible joys of this job, um, mm. uh, to be able to work with a, a population of people that, um, brings me life. You know, so that's mm-hmm. just kind of an, in short, my my journey to this profession when it started off, which is funny enough, um, I get to do what I envisioned me wanting to do um, in high school, uh, which is like, well, then oh. that means must, must have meant that God knew where he was directing me. And so here I am.
1: Well, you know, I think that's one of the things that I love about all three of these and knowing you guys for the time that I have known you, I mean, John, I've known you since I was like 18 And then obviously, Jake, actually, Jake, I think I met you when I was 12. You came over our house one time. You know, you were, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you were a baby, baby Jake. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I, I, uh, I think the interesting thing is having known you guys, you know, I know Jake, you asked the most intense questions. I remember when I was first getting to know you, you just asked these really Deep, insightful questions. And sometimes I'd be like, I don't actually know. But like you, I had all of your attention and you were so focused. And then John, oh my gosh, you could get anything out of me in college. Like just your your ability to just kind of wait for the answer. You just hold the space and you'd wait. And I know for me, my mom was always hollering at me, like, how do you have so many friends who have all these big problems? And I was like, I don't think it's that I'm the only one who has friends with big problems. It's that I have a sign on my forehead that says, Talk to me, I'll listen. You know, so we all brought this naturally, this is just something in us that God gave us. It's just this desire to sit with people in their pain and listen Mm -hmm. and see if we can help. And I didn't think of that as unique until I started really looking into coaching and realizing, oh, I've been coaching my entire life. You know, I've always been a coach. And to some extent, John, you've always been a spiritual director and Jake, Mm -hmm. you've always been a counselor because you've always had that desire and that ability to hold this space and listen and be there for people in a way that not everybody is, you know, other people are just like, I don't want to go deep. You know, I just want to kind of stay surface level and pretend we're all happy. And it's like, all three of us have always been like, so, but what, but what's really going but on? Why?
2: <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah, but why? We're like I'm two year olds, but
1: why?
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. you say. Yeah, but it's a, it's a good point. It's just, it's not like one day we woke up and go, you know what, I want to do this particular thing. It's this is a nat this natural. There's a natural piece, but there's mm-hmm. also a supernatural mm-hmm. piece to this, to any of these pieces. God has already in, ingrained in us certain gifts and talents for mm-hmm. the building up of his kingdom. And as we you know run this life in his grace, we discover here is what God has called me to do. Something feels right yeah. and peaceful about this. Yeah. It feels effortless for me to do fill in the yeah. blank, whether it's coaching, whether it's therapy, whether it's spiritual direction, whether it's making things yeah. like my wife is an artist. Any of these feel, feel yeah. effortless to the person, but for someone else... That could be like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I can't believe you just listen to people or I can't believe you tell people what they should be doing with yeah. their lives. Shouldn't they just yeah. figure that out anyway? Yeah.
1: And even the effortlessness, you know, like for other people to be put in that position, it feels mm-hmm. draining. It feels like, oh, I can't deal with other people's emotions all the time. or all these big things they're thinking about. And like for us, we're working from, um, our coach calls it working from your overflow. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just working from that space of like, I have so much to give in this area. I enjoy it so much. Um, and it is—it's—it's it's so funny because a lot of the time it's that thing that you don't think is special because mm. it's so easy <laughs> to you, you know, and then mm. you suddenly realize it's not—it's not everybody's, and so—and
2: it's yeah. a true fulfillment, you know, it's a fulfillment mm-hmm. of a, an identity, not like as absolute, but to say I am part of this, this is part of me, um, and that's something to be rejoiced about. And I guess that's kind of the kicker, you know, going into kind of the second question here you know, the distinguishing of counseling, coaching, um, spiritual direction because that. Uh, let's say, okay, I need help. Who am I going to call? You definitely won't want someone passionate about what they are doing, mm. you know? So I think an emphasis there is to know that like that our calling, that this is a calling beyond, you know, just a business or a ministry. This is a calling mm. on a deeper level. You know, so when you work with someone who has that personal connection or what they do, um, it impacts not just the content, um, like what you work on, but the process, um, the relationship itself. Trust is built Mm -hmm. on a deeper level. Um, Your clients or your spiritual directees tend to to are willing to kind of um, take more risk. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's an emphasis there where, like, if you're looking for anyone, you know, ask them if they're passionate about what they do. Because I think there's a good distinction between <laughs> someone who's burnt out and someone who's really alive when they do what they do. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, even in college, you know, you know the professors who are, mm-hmm. like, just itching to get behind that podium and the professors who wish that they were fishing.
2: <laughs> like. mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So with that being said, then, you know, I'll start with Liz. I'll I'll go with you. Um, Okay. How do you distinguish? So between coaching, spiritual direction and counseling. So why don't you, I'll throw it to you. That's
1: a fun question because I think I, of the three of us, I have the one that people like, it gets kind of the gray area the most. And people are like, but explain (laughs) it to me again, explain it to me again. And it's like, but the best way I can explain it is, I'm the athletic coach for your brain. <laughs> um, you know when when you think of athletes, when they go to play a game, they're looking for some. They already know how to play, and they're and they're they're good at it. They're good enough to get on the team, but they're looking to excel. They're looking to take that next level up, and that's what I provide from a mental perspective. Like you're doing okay. Your marriage is okay. Your parenting is okay. Work's okay. Life's okay. But you're not super happy. You're not super energized. You've got some goals you haven't reached. That's where I come in, where I start to unpack the thoughts that you're having that are holding you back. Because most of the things holding you back are not your circumstances. It's all up here. Just like most of us pitch a fight with our spouse up here before it comes out She says up here, already pointing to her head. I'm pointing to my head, sorry. <laughs> you guys can't see me. I can see the voice. You guys can't see me.
2: <laughs> good,
0: good point.
1: Thank you, Jake. Thank you. It's all, yeah, it's coming out of your head first, you know, and so the it's it's been so unique to work. I specifically work with married women and I work a lot with married women on their husbands' temperaments. And it's amazing how often women think, you know, he's wrong or you know like he's you know sort of innately broken or whatever and it's like well no you're thinking thoughts about traits that are totally neutral and i'm going to unpack those thoughts and help you see that it's at at the very least it's neutral at the best it might even be a strength of his and you're just not seeing it that way you know so that concept of just like Where are you holding yourself back in your own head? Let me help you unpack that and show you, and you'll realize what you need to be thinking and feeling to move forward to the next step. So I'm very, my coaching is very goal oriented. It's very like, where are you now? And where do you want to get to? And we'll create a plan and it'll have measurable goals that you'll be able to see the difference by the time we finish. So for me, that's what coaching is.
2: Well, here's a, yeah, okay. Yeah. So oh, i got all
1: kinds of questions. Go, go, go.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, me, me, me. So it sounds like it's close mm-hmm. to therapy, but like how would you distinguish with a client? This is coaching and this is where we've entered into where you might need a, a therapist. Sure. Yeah. Like a and I've had
1: that. I've had clients come with things and I'm like, okay, that's a therapist. And I think a lot of the time it's diagnostic and it's about the past. Like a lot of the time it's when people start to dig into traumas from the past, I go, that's not where I live. I live in the present moving forward. If you want to go to a journey to the past, I need you to call Jake (laughs) because he's going to help you work through that trauma, work through that pain, you know, kind of uh, uncover all of that stuff that's happening inside Mm -hmm. of you. Um, I am, you know, again, again, going back to the athletic coach If you were an athlete who came to me with a sprain or a break, like a broken bone, I would not tell you, here's the exercises you need to do to get back out on the field. I'd call the doctor. And Jake's the doctor in my words. I am not a doctor, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. But you know what I mean. Mentally.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> disclaimer. A disclaimer Disclaimer, disclaimer right there
1: doctor. but but in my analogy <laughs> like I, or the physical therapist
2: tells that Jake, is that better? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my that's my differentiation because honestly john i play in your world a little mm-hmm. bit too being a catholic coach we talk a lot about god mm-hmm. but there is only so far i can take somebody talking about god before i go you director. need a spiritual director for this
2: you, you know. mentioned liz this idea that if you're okay now, it's interesting because mm, are we at any point okay? So,
1: there you go, counselor. Uh, wow, there you go, right? It's <laughs> such a counselor uh-huh. question. And, and
2: it's interesting <laughs> because I actually have used um, your analogy, Liz, with some of my clients that do distinguish. And I have sent people your way because at a certain mm-hmm. point, we've gotten to the here and now, we process the stuff in the past. We, and again, mm-hmm. I'll get into my distinguishment, but at a certain point, I'm like, well, maybe you should talk to a coach who can kind of orient yourself towards your goals. And I guess that's what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. you Liz say is coaching Mm -hmm. is very oriented towards goals, not necessarily Mm -hmm. processing Mm -hmm. and evaluating, but seeing where practically how you can achieve goals.
1: Yes, yes, completely. And
2: Mm -hmm. I guess that's, you know, on the counseling side, right? So, you know, We do have goals too, um, but a little bit distinct. Where maybe, and you know, Liz, you can kind of correct me on this, but you know, with coaching, it's more of a future-oriented. How you're going to move forward in that direction. Mm -hmm. Goals for counseling is more how can you get to a place here and now that's holistic. And what I mean by that Mm -hmm. is typically um, on on a clinical level. Counseling is distinguished by how we're oriented towards um the dsm uh, which is Define pretty that. much um, a big book that has pretty much all the diagnosis i guess you could say the um anxiety you know you know generalized anxiety your depression like it's mm-hmm. pretty much the book of diagnosis to where when you go to counseling typically um you know, after a few visits, you know, with your counselor, they will diagnose you with a certain particular, uh, uh, I don't like the word disorder because I don't take that modality of it's an illness um, because illness mm-hmm. sometimes seems to be can't be treated. Um, but something to which it's, a, it's really, it is a, a diagnosis is a collective of symptoms. Um, so what it really is, is, you know, we're oriented towards helping you decrease or limit those symptoms. Um, so on, like, on a clinical level that's a, a distinct distinction that the goal is to eliminate if not eliminate manage the emphasis there is to push for transformation you know for, again my orientation is a counselor and every counselor is different so you're not going to get the same you can get a different flavor but you're not going to get the same counselor um, but for me it's not just about getting rid of symptoms it, but personally, I see counseling as a place to really um, learn how to rediscover self. I, I tell my clients all the mm. time when they come to see me, it's like, I'm not going to here trying to convince you of any belief symptoms. I'm not going to try to convince you of anything. I'm here to walk with you for personal transformation because I want it to stick. I want, you know, if you're going to heal, you want the healing to stick. And part of that is you have to kind of go deep. You got to go where there's resistance. You know, so those are some yeah. distinctions um, when when it comes to counseling. And yeah, when it comes to spiritual direction, you know, for me, it's are we oriented towards getting rid of or helping you manage those anxieties, that depression, that um, traumatic experiences? And then using science. I, and that's another thing, too. Counseling is really backed up with science, heavy with science. And I love it because um, counseling is an art. And a science, science with the resource, but also then art of how to engage people. And I love it.
1: That's cool. That's cool. I like that blend. That's awesome. So how about you, John? What's your distinguishing between all these three? Among, not between. Among. Sorry. I was an English major. I know this.
0: <laughs> among. Among.
1: Among spiritual direction. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Counseling and coaching.
0: So in in uh, our formation, we actually had to distinguish that's a class between what is therapy and what is spiritual direction, And the thing that stuck out was it has to be rooted in God. It has to be about God. It has to be relationship with God. So there might be talk of some of the the past relationships with parents or family or future goals or what am I doing right now and how these things are affecting me. But ultimately, it has to do with, well, what is God doing in this thing? Why is God raising this memory to you? Um, are you praying? Are you actually spending the half hour to 45 minutes in mm-hmm. prayer with his word? And what is he trying to tell you with this? And then if something um, mental health related is discovered, or maybe there is something that is not specifically um, uh, goal related, like for for coaching, that would be a point to say, okay, well, maybe you need to talk with, with mm-hmm. Liz about this coaching, because it sounds like you have some goals that want, you want to mm-hmm. move further with this, and God's spurring you to do something in your prayer, but there's like, Where, Mm -hmm. how, what help does he want? Or maybe it's, okay, you have this relationship with your dad or an unhealthy, um, relationship between you and your spouse or boyfriend or fiance. Before we can go deeper with the spiritual aspect, or even in tandem, you need to talk with a counselor. You need to talk with a therapist because Mm. they're not the same thing. Spiritual direction is not just the spiritualized Mm -hmm. version of therapy. It is about the relationship with God, um, and that distinction is is important for spiritual yeah. direction because the work is going to be, have you taken this to prayer and what has God said? Um, and then the piece that um, come back to is grace builds on nature. So if your nature, your human nature, the trauma you've experienced, the just brokenness you've experienced from home or whatnot, if that has, that directly affects our view of God. So if there are certain things that are affecting your humanity, mm. we need to take a look at those. If that's a memory, we need to take a look at that. What is it about your relationship with God that is reflected from your relationship Mm -hmm. with your dad, let's say, Um, but not delving into, okay, well, let's, Mm -hmm. like a therapist, we wouldn't go into the therapy side, we go, okay, let's, so your relationship with God is, you see him as fill in the blank. You see him as a judger, a ruler, someone who's distant and cold um, okay, well, that's not the truth. Let's dive into scripture. Let's really rest and marinate in scripture so that you can see who mm-hmm. God really is. And then from that, it might be, okay, you still are struggling with this this piece um, with your father. You need to see a, a therapist or a uh, another. Yeah. Wait, uh, yeah, would you guys say therapist. it's
2: safe to say in, distinct, in these three distinguish, distinguishments um, and for clarity's sake that Liz, for a coach, it's, A minimum of obstacles that gives you the freedom to orient yourself towards goals. Counseling is Mm. taking away those obstacles so that you can attain those visions. Mm -hmm. And then spiritual direction Mm -hmm. is helping you through obstacles in the light of your relationship with God, which essentially is you need that anyways because you need grace Mm -hmm. to do any of this.
1: Yeah. John sort of trumps us, honestly.
2: Um, (laughs) His
1: is is like the fundamental one. Um, But you know, but you know what else I think is I think all of these can reveal the other problems. Like Mm. sometimes somebody comes to me for coaching and as we're coaching, we uncover, well, here's why you're not getting your goals. It's because of this thing in your past and you need to, you need to go to a counselor, or a therapist, you know, and same with the relationship with God. Well, like you know, if your if your goal is to pray more, but you have some weird thoughts about the Lord, like maybe you need to go to a spiritual director, and maybe he'll end up sending you to a therapist at some point because of some relationship you have with your dad, you know. And I, and I think I, that's one of the things that I'm so interested in, John, is that all three of us graduated from Franciscan, and you know, being in a very strongly Catholic environment. There is a tendency to turn everything into a spiritual problem and, you know, to want to pray your way. If I was holy enough, I wouldn't have this problem, you know? And so I wonder, like, is that ever hard for you to kind of approach that topic with people and be like, it's not about praying your way through this. Like I, you actually, because there's also there, you know, at least in the past, it's well, thank God we've gotten better about this as a society, but there was a stigma to getting help for, you know traumas or even for, you know, I I know I still have people in my life who, you know, think that the reason I'm a coach is because my generation, you know, they're just, they overthink things. And so they need coaches, but our generation didn't need coaches, you know? And it's like, well, maybe they did. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. didn't know it. <laughs> so like, how do you yeah, kind of address yeah. that, John, like trying to convince people, like not everything is a spiritual problem.
0: Mm-hmm. I think some of that is pointing out the relationship between everything God made us to be. Mm -hmm. God made us whole, body, mind, and spirit, and grace builds on nature. Mm -hmm. So if God is inviting us to a deeper relationship with Him, and we are holding Him back because, I don't know, it's a relationship, and we are afraid of relationships because of a, a hurtful relationship we've had in the past, or just an inadequate one, or a cold relationship, okay, Yes, we want to continue praying through that, but there is something that needs to be examined there that is outside of my capability as spiritual director. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just sitting there saying, hey, here's where it looks like God is poking at you. You need to go see and unravel that particular mental health, uh, particular Mm -hmm. thing with Jacob. Mm -hmm. And we will continue working side by side Mm -hmm. in spiritual direction Mm -hmm. in your prayer life. But the actual unraveling of why relationships and why you're you're hesitant in your relationship with God or why that's so repulsive to you or whatever the, the case may be, that's not in my realm. Um, and we can't just pray it away. There's something deeper than that.
1: I think that's something that I really love too about all three all three of these is that they all work together. Like you can do all three at the same time. Like you could have a counselor who is helping you. And then the counselor can tell you, okay, now you can stay coming, you know, you can keep coming to me, but you can also have a coach at this point. And by the way, everybody could do with a better prayer life. Again, I truly believe everybody should have a spiritual director. I've had one for goodness. Um, like, well, first time I went to him was right out of college and you know, I just, I don't know what I would do without a spiritual director. So
2: yeah. Yeah. I, I recommend a lot of times to my clients to get at least two, a counselor and a coach or a mm. counselor and a spiritual director. And the funny thing is, it's like mm-hmm. it's one of them is definitely going to be a counselor, um, <laughs> which is kind of interesting <laughs> because um, being a Catholic counselor, I don't have to necessarily worry about do I need to send this to someone else? Technically, again, and obviously I think there's a distinction because I have made that call where like, hey, look, you've accomplished a lot. Go to see a coach. Or Mm -hmm. if it's they're coming to me and, you know, and there have been times where, you know, some people may have had some more spiritual components that I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, outside my realm. But for the most part, I've acknowledged that I – can bring in a lot more um, than maybe some coaching in um, spiritual direction. Now it's interesting because that doesn't mean that I'm qualified. it's just recognizing that I need to be able to discern, what the client needs and the client needs to know what Mm -hmm. they need too you know and so I guess that's kind of emphasis and reason for this podcast is who you're going to call Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's kind of the reflection or at least the invitation there for those who are listening is to discern is it my relationship with my God you know with God Um, Mm -hmm. is it Mm -hmm. do I lack goals motivation or is there a Mm -hmm. significant obstacle that Mm -hmm. is preventing me from achieving my vision for myself You know, um, you have three options to go to, you know, and I think having this conversation to make this distinguishment can be very helpful to at least start you on the right path, you know, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because essentially the end goal is heaven. So the context there is we're trying to help you get to heaven.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Amen. It's true.
0: Amen.
2: That was really well said, Jake.
1: Yeah, I love that. So that's awesome.
2: I guess then for you guys and for all, for us to kind of share a little bit, you know, your philosophy, but also just kind of like what you love about what you do. You know, I think we started talking that at mm-hmm. the beginning, but if you guys can kind of explore that more. Liz, I'm gonna put you on the spot.
1: Ha ha. There you go. Ha ha <laughs> Well, I think for me, you know, um, I was trained by Metanoia Catholic. I was certified by them and their big motto is Romans 12 two, be, uh, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And so that's, that's essentially my philosophy of coaching is that you renewing your mind transforms your whole life. If you have control over your thoughts and if you know how to work through your emotions, endless possibilities for joy open up because most of the time we're our own worst enemies in our own heads, making our lives harder. And so I love being able to break that open for people and help them see like this person or this circumstance or this situation isn't holding you back. You're holding you back and giving them back that power. You know, I think a lot of the time In coaching, I see people relinquish the power of their own joy to other people. I can't be happy until my husband behaves like this. I won't find peace until my child does this this way. You know, I've I i I've given all of my power to this three-year-old who refuses to be potty trained. I can't be happy until that kid decides to go on the potty. Like, what did you just do? You just gave a three-year-old all of your emotional power. Like, and to be able to kind of unravel that for people and see their aha moments and they're like, oh my gosh, like I am doing that, you know? And I just, I think, so I think that's honestly, when it comes to what I love, the, the aha moments are my favorite. Like- you know, just, and the, mm. and the fact that I never coach somebody without getting coached myself, I cannot tell you how often I'll be mm. struggling with something in my personal life and be journaling about it. And I'll just finally reach a point where I'm like, Oh, that, and then somebody comes up to me and coaching later that day with the exact same problem. And they're like, and I don't know what to do about this. And I start coaching them and I'm coaching myself the whole time. And I'm hearing what I'm saying, going, (laughs) I need to live this out. Like, I, like, this is just truth. Like, this is just God calling me out by words he's putting in my mouth and sending out to this other person. He's talking to both of us, you know? And so that's such a big thing with us, Mm -hmm. with men Catholic. We always pray to the Holy Spirit beforehand and say like, Lord, you're the coach be the coach. Like you do the coaching in this moment and you do the listening in this moment and just be here, be present and guide all of this. And he always shows up. The Holy spirit always shows up. Mm. Like, and it's just so exciting. And I particularly love working with marriages. I've been coaching a Mm. lot of people on temperaments lately. And, um, One of my favorites is I coach um, choleric women on phlegmatic husbands, and it's just delightful because um, the phlegmatic temperament has so much to offer, but it's very quiet compared to the choleric. The choleric has a lot of obvious things to offer, and the phlegmatic has a lot of just underlying peace and harmony and routine and just just so much loveliness to offer. And it's been really fun to kind of help women see – I'm actually starting a group coaching program where um, I'm calling it finding David and we're going to be exploring it's, it's based on the, the quote by Michelangelo where it's actually, it's a fictitious quote, but it's a good one. Um, (laughs) But this, the the fable is that he was talking to the Holy father and the Holy father said, how did you manage to carve the David out of this block of marble? And um, Michelangelo responded, that's simple. I just eliminated anything that wasn't David. And so I'm, creating a group coaching program called Finding David. We're we're going to look at our husbands as though they are blocks of marble, but the block of marble is all of our expectations, our unspoken manuals about him, like the things we think he should and shouldn't do. We've piled them on top and we've hidden David. And we have no idea where he is in there. He's just this unattractive block of marble. And the tool of mindset coaching is going to chip away at all of those expectations and all of those shoulds and shouldn'ts and reveal David, who's always been there as God created him. And he's, he's just, he's, he's got everything he needs to be the saint God's calling him to be, but we've piled on all of this other junk on top of him and we can't see him anymore. Mm -hmm. So anyways, so that's what I like. I like being able to kind of unlock all the stuff happening in people's minds and show them like, you don't have to live like this. There's so much more. And it's just so exciting. I
2: imagine you Liz, (laughs) a coach on the sideline and just like screaming at your, at your players and and empowering (laughs) them. I think that's an interesting part. Like, You empower your clients. You give your clients the tools to empower themselves and to accomplish those goals.
1: Because for better or for worse, once you know this stuff, you can't Mm. unsee it. And it is so annoying. Like I know for me, when I'm upset, you know, I read a text and I read a tone into the text. But a text doesn't have a tone. A text is just words. But I'll read... Oh, this person said it in this voice, and now I'm mad. And then I know, well, no, I created that tone, and that's annoying. I don't want to know that I just created that tone because now I have work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I have to clean up my own mind and my own thoughts. And uh, and sometimes it's like I wish I didn't know about coaching because yeah. now I'm I'm never completely yeah. innocent. Now mm-hmm. I can always see, like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. screwing this up, and I have to. But I have the power to fix it, and it's just it's with with the grace of God. Obviously, um, it's just exciting. It's just a really cool, it's a really cool hmm. world to live in. So.
0: That knowledge is dangerous.
1: It is. It is. Knowledge is power.
0: <laughs> and for you, John? <laughs> so there's a couple things that are rolling through my head. One is the Holy Spirit is the spiritual director. Mm. Um, mm, I'm just a facilitator. That. So when, when I'm sitting with someone in spiritual direction, it's really the Holy Spirit. There's a third chair there. And my job is to facilitate that conversation between the, the person sitting there and the Holy Spirit. and the Holy Spirit is in conversation with me, trying to shed light on, hey, here's what I've been trying to do or am doing in this person's mm-hmm. life. Poke and prod, where are the obstacles? where are the the hidden things? So ultimately the holy Spirit is is the uh, is the spiritual director, and I'm the facilitator of the discussion. Um, but then the three things that um, that are involved in the spiritual direction for my end are relation identity, relationship, and mission. Mm. So it's relationship, relationship with God. How is that relationship with God? How has your your relationship with other people affected your view and your relationship mm-hmm. with God? Um, your identity. Are you? Do you see yourself as a child of God? What does that relationship look like with Him? And then mm-hmm. mission. You know what is what is God calling you to do in the here and now and for eternity? Um, ultimately, getting to heaven. And so all of that rooted in in prayer and just conversation with God and integrating and seeing that it's not like God is only speaking in the times that, mm. you know, 15, 20, or, you know, sometimes five minutes of prayer, um, but rather He is speaking through the whole of creation, the whole of everything you are experiencing. This is all part of His way of communicating with you if you just would listen and notice. Um, mm. You know, having having kids, I've come to a new appreciation of, you know, people <laughs> not listening, even though you've said it like 10 million times. <laughs> Um, so so like with with spiritual directions, like you know God's been saying, God's been saying things to you mm-hmm. all the time, but you just mm-hmm. haven't heard. you haven't heard mm-hmm. him. So what is he saying? Become more aware of this. Now now that you're aware of this, is this from him or is this of the enemy? Discern that. And then if it's of him, what are you gonna do with that? Or if it's of the enemy, you need to reject Mm -hmm. that. Um, and there's just that freedom that can come along with recognizing where these things are coming from. I, um, I was, I was in direction with, with someone recently and, um, they'd been through spiritual exercises and they know some of the discernment, the basic discernment of spirits, but they were having kind of a a lull or a, a really low spot in their spiritual, in their spiritual life. And, again, the Holy Spirit being the director, I noticed, okay, you seem to be in what Ignatius would call desolation. Mm. What do we do in times of desolation? And like, that's all I needed to say. And the person was like, oh, yeah. Like, I know now I'm in desolation. I know this is the enemy speaking for this change. I know I need to combat it with this, that, and the other thing. And like the desolation, thanks be to God, just broke at that moment because because they, they recognized here is where God is right now. Here's what I'm experiencing right now. And so, like I said earlier, I love just getting a front row mm-hmm. view at what uh-huh. God is doing. Uh, I love pointing out, oh, that's that's the enemy trying to do something right there. Avoid it. Um, and then, like you said, Liz, just sometimes that's more what's coming out of my mouth reflects to me. Like, yeah. oh, yes, I was just struggling with that before.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You and, need that like external like be able to look into it for a minute objectively and be like oh yeah oh desolation (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) yes
2: yep absolutely (laughs) i uh john i really appreciate that perception of you being a facilitator uh between this holy spirit and and do you call them clients what do you guys call your people i call them clients directee i have directees i
1: have clients Cool.
2: I have clients, um, but yeah, the the facilitator yeah. between the Holy Spirit and the and the directees um, kind of makes me think of <laughs> marriage counseling, where as a counselor I'm a facilitator and I facilitate the relationship in the mm. conversation between mm. spouses. Um, at least that's how I approach marriage counseling, which
1: you don't we, call yourself an umpire,
2: referee, strobe referee. I, there had been times I told many, I, I, I kind of do a, a... Sing
1: the little bell?
2: No, I do a, a, a disclaimer where I was like, if I stop you in the middle of a sentence, it's not me being rude. It's me stopping something before it goes down. <laughs> you know, just trying to help that Love out. Love it. Love um, it. You know, it's interesting because you guys both mentioned this context of being present to what God is doing. And I can only but join into join in that choir of saying how I love, absolutely love, and I think that's one of the reasons why I love the heart of counseling is to see the grace-filled experiences, the miracles. And I really do say miracles because the... You don't understand suffering until you see it, until you experience it firsthand. And boy, oh boy, I'm really coming to understanding suffering on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And to see those who are willing to overcome it, those who are willing to do the work to not be um, put down by that suffering, but to see them to transform the suffering, Um it is a miraculous sight to see, um, and it's little by little. You know, it doesn't. you don't see every session. I don't see it every session, but, you know, each time my clients show up, I I commend them because it is not easy to go to your mm-hmm. secrets of your heart, the shame, the pain, the trauma, um, and to face them, to face your fears and overcome them. Mm-hmm. So just to be a witness, I mean, it's just unbelievable to see god's love and mercy in the middle of severe suffering um which is interesting because and maybe we'll talk about this later on is how we do self-care um because there is a sense that like (laughs) yeah there is a lot of um things i don't want to take home with me but the Mm. emphasis for me again as kind of like a it to my philosophy of counseling, like I said earlier, it's like I'm not here to to convince you or advise you of anything. I'm here to help, give you the tools, um, and help you to see yourself. Mm-hmm. John, you kind of talked about this um, mm-hmm. this dichotomy of your relationship with God, and I definitely think in the, in the concept of identity, um, I think it was Jordan Peterson who kind of talks about this idea that identity is constructed in in relationships. So relationship with God, relationship with yourself, and relationship with others. Maybe another distinction between Mm -hmm. coaching, spiritual direction, and counseling is that spiritual direction, yeah, your relationship with God. Counseling is your relationship Mm -hmm. with yourself, you know, and maybe in part, you know, coaching is a relationship with others. Um, And again, that can be, you know, argued against. But my emphasis is with counseling is really getting at the heart of how do I see myself? You know, and, because, and that's another em- mm-hmm. emphasis there too, I am a Catholic counselor just because I identify as a Catholic. That's that's an integrated part of who I am. Um, and that doesn't mean I impose. It doesn't mean that when I have clients that are not Catholic that I'm like, hey, become Catholic. Quite frankly, I don't. But amazing stuff still comes from it because my orientation is still in truth. Um, like hope. Hope is something universal that we can all get you know, on, on the bandwagon with. Um, so, you know, my role as a therapist is to be a companion, um, to walk with someone on the journey of, again, personal rediscovery, understanding self, to mm-hmm. then live self to the fullest as God intended. Um, and like I said, you know, one, the emphasis there too, you know, and something that I, I love about counseling is the therapeutic rapport. Um, because a lot of times it is in the here and now. I think it was eighty percent. I think the research has shown that eighty percent of growth in counseling has to do with the relationship with your therapist. Um, So I definitely emphasize yeah. uh, when clients are looking for therapists that you find a therapist that you connect with and that you can trust or learn to trust, because that goes a long way. Because why? Because it's the trust that can give you the ability to say things, express things, process things that. You wouldn't want to do with anyone else, um, especially when you have like severe trauma or just simply bad experiences with people, interpersonal relationships. You need someone to kind of rebuild your perception of that. And again, which is interesting enough because I'm willing to bet John and, and, and Liz that this concept of, okay, how can I form a relation with God? Well, form a healthy, trusting relationship with your spiritual director, your coach, and through that instrument, yeah. or through such the instruments that we are, um, you get to know God through that way because change only happens when it's experienced, not just a concept that's in our cognitive thought, but it has to be exposed and experienced. Which is why we, as coach, spiritual directors, and counselors, we have the privilege and the honor to be the instruments of that um, of the uh, the mediation of God's love, you know, to our to our peeps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever they're called you
0: know um and I
2: think that's you know, whatever one of you know, i'm I, enjoying yeah as a counselor
1: i think one of the things you made me think of um jake is you were talking about like the privilege of kind of being in a front row seat watching these um these moments happen and and being able to you know be there for people in these vulnerable moments when they're you know maybe embarrassed but they're still trying they're trying to you know fully share what's going on. And I had somebody recently, I had a client ask me, um, or she said, you know, I want to join a group, a group coaching program, but I don't, I'm, I'm afraid to speak up and actually be coached. Cause I, I don't want anybody to think badly of my marriage or to judge me or anything like that. And I told her, I said, you know, the moment you show up in group coaching or in a one-on-one coaching call, we're all just enamored that you were brave enough to come. And that you're willing to do the hard work. Like so often, especially like I, I do coach a lot of married people and I actually coached someone today um, who had had a fight with their spouse that morning and, or recently, and uh, was so blunt about exactly what happened and the flaws that they had brought to the table and everything. And I was like, you could see how this person might think the coach is going to judge me. Cause I'm saying these things that I thought and that I said, and, and I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, how brave. Like, you brought this because you want to fix it. You want to change it. You don't want to think like this about your spouse anymore. Like, it's so beautiful to see people's vulnerability. And I'll be honest, I've been coached in group coaching situations where I have cried and I have said crazy things that I have thought. And I've been contacted afterwards by other people in the group saying, thank you so much for being vulnerable. I was struggling with that, too. And I needed to hear somebody else Mm -hmm. get coached on it. And it's like, dude, pick me. Mm -hmm. I always overshare. (laughs) But you know, like it's it's so cool to be able to tell people like we don't yeah. judge. We are so delighted that you showed up and that you even saw that there was something you wanted to change in your life. That is so exciting, and we're just celebrating that with you. Like, so you don't well, have to worry about judging anyone. And you what know, <laughs> an interesting thing is
2: is that I find that being a counselor, I get to like wear different hats. So like a philosopher, I love philosophy. A theologian sometimes. Um, A coach sometimes, (laughs) uh, maybe a little bit in that context, but to be able to see them for who they truly are, you know, um, Mm -hmm. because uh, one of the things that I find, again, you know, going off what you said, Liz, that belief systems, you know, one of the things I'm also a scientist, you know, and so a lot of times I'll I'll make an observation. It's like, you know what? I had this one client who, you know, we were working on some things and, you know, I I was a little bit, it was all vulnerable in the sense of like, okay, I'm going to kind of be a little bit more, not honest, because I'm always trying to be honest, but I was going to affirm the crap out (laughs) of this person. (laughs) You know, I, I just made some observations. I said, here's what I see. Um, so, I asked her, Who do you see in yourself? And she's like, I don't know. And so, I was like, well, here's what I see. And I'm like, Boom, 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 boom. Um, you're brave. You're courageous. Um, I guess the same thing. Um, <laughs> I have so much strength, so much potential, da, 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 da. And I knew you're not going to believe it. And again, I said, I'm not going to try and convince you, but let's use that as a hypothesis. Let's see if that's true. You know, and a lot of times, you know, I teach my clients to learn how to receive. Um, Because you're right. Like, I don't want to become, especially if I come to the spiritual direction, if I come to a coach or a counselor, I don't want to be judged. And it's interesting because I'll be honest with you. I have had clients who went to a counselor who were judged, (laughs) which is Mm. very sad. Mm. And I'm like, anyways.
1: Right. And that's not about you. That's about the counselor. Right. <laughs> like Why That's him? the thing that you want to tell them. Like That doesn't say anything about you as the client. That says everything about mm-hmm. the counselor. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's a, that's a really good point is as you're exploring finding a spiritual director or a coach or a therapist, find one that, that you can have that yeah. trust with. It, just because you had mm-hmm. one bad experience doesn't mean you should write off the entire profession or the entire grouping of people. You may mm-hmm. have had one that just didn't click with your personality, or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, or that that person mm-hmm. is not terrific at what they're mm-hmm. doing. Um, right. But getting to that level of of trust.
1: I think that's good for for both sides too. Is to recognize that this is a discernment for both sides, just like any other mm-hmm. relationship. Like, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a dating relationship of seeing like, mm-hmm. are we compatible? Like, does this does this work? Are we able to like be there for each other? You know, like, am I able to be there for you? Or you feel, do you feel comfortable to be vulnerable to me? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's such an interesting process because honestly, in the midst of, you know, building a business and doing all the marketing things, I have gotten more clients from friendly Mm -hmm. interactions than I have from, products and, you know, more professional conversations. It's, they see me coach somebody else and they go, Oh, mm-hmm. I need to talk to you, you know? And it's like, or they see me get coached and they go, mm-hmm. Oh, I need to talk to you. Like, it's just, they, they see a personality that they mm-hmm. want to talk to. So I think that's so important too, especially, and and I would say that in, in spiritual direction as well. Like, um, people sort of just go to their Mm -hmm. pastor and maybe they don't have a relationship with their pastor and maybe he's, you know, not the right personality or he doesn't have what they want to talk about or whatever. And, you know, we're getting into a world where it's more, it's more easy to find a spiritual director online than it was in the past, and like, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to kind of explore and test some things out. And and again, Jake, like I've had people come to me and say, Well, I don't like counseling. I tried counseling, it didn't work. And I'm like, Well, how many times? <laughs> like, like if you tried once and gave up, that's maybe you need to try again. Maybe you need to vet somebody in a different way. Talk to people you know who you feel mm-hmm. you know comfortable with who might lead you in a different mm-hmm. direction. Um, so yeah, just that like that. Be aware that there's a vetting process, just like anything else, like just like friendships, just like a, a dating relationship. You know, heck, just like picking a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> like you kind of you kind of vet the whole situation and go, is this a good fit? I don't know. I, like... know, I
2: just want to disclaim because I appreciate being associated to a uh, a puppy than a, a dating relationship because boy oh boy, <laughs> was that drilled in our heads in, in my classes is. Those boundaries are very strict. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, that
0: might be a good a good thing for another um, episode. Is you know what what does that initial interaction look like? Mm. How do we actually discern if this is the right person? I know that you know now oh, like is that. probably not the great greatest time to start that conversation, but um, <laughs> but that would
2: be maybe a good Next one. How do time. we start? It? How we start that conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. I-
1: I, I love like that. that. I love that. That's um, a great idea. Well, it looks like we've been chatting for a while now.
2: I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> we
1: might we might want to let people go. Does anybody have any last words of wisdom?
2: I think emphasizing that trust is important.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: definitely also think that there's a reason why there's distinctions, you know. So when mm-hmm. in doubt, start with one, you know. Um, sure. But I definitely recommend really kind of doing your homework or research. like, okay, what do I actually need? You know, and a lot of times it's going to be one or two together, you know, um, mm-hmm. because we're mind, body, and soul. So there's a lot of integration. So, you know, two is better mm-hmm. than one, I guess, mm-hmm. or three. <laughs> uh, you really want to go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I definitely think there's, there's so much value in a trusting therapeutic relationship with someone and then, and then take the risk, take the dive, go for it.
1: Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, you can always change your mind. Mm-hmm. You, can you can always, always try something else. You can mind. always try a different counselor or you can try a coach or a spiritual director. You can
0: always return the puppy. Like, I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can always return the puppy. It's sad, but you can do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's the title of episode one
2: (laughs) you can
1: always return the puppy (laughs) oh my gosh that's awesome yeah so i guess i guess that's it from us um thanks everybody who's listened to our first episode you guys are so brave and we're so grateful for you being here and uh yeah and we'll be we'll be back with more and so, if you can stand it. Stick yeah, and around. if you
2: like what you heard, um, hit and that subscribe button and leave us a review. Um, if you didn't like what you heard, subscribe anyway. Um, and keep it to yourself. No, just kidding. But don't leave us <laughs> a review. Yeah.
1: Yeah, don't, don't leave um, us a review. But yeah,
2: out. no, this is something that we're kind of <laughs> kicking off. Um, and so, if you have questions or if you want to be like, hey, can you talk about this from your different perspectives, please um, give us your, uh, share us. Your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, we'll leave some. Uh, we'll leave some contact info in the show notes, so you can get a hold of us and ask us questions. If we said anything today that confused you, reach out and we'll answer. We're going to keep
2: ironing this out because there's also like, you know, oh, I, oh, I want to see a counselor. Oh, Jake, I want to see. It's like, well, I only do Pennsylvania and Ohio. <laughs>
1: Right, yes, we'll talk more about that as well, about our reach and how we can help you, maybe even just, uh, Jake is really good at at vetting the locals, Mm -hmm. so uh, he might be able to help you find someone local, even if he can't help you because of where he's located. So
0: It's going to be an exciting ride. All right. Hang on.